Welcome to the Art of Encore Living presented by Creative On Purpose. This show is for encorepreneurs, people in midlife building a part-time online lifestyle business that helps you make a difference while you make a living. I'm Scott Perry, Encore Life Coach, helping people in midlife to find the difference only they can make and turning it into a fulfilling part-time coaching business that funds their retirement. Visit creativeonpurpose.com and get started with the free Art of Encore Living Quick Start Guide. Don't die with the difference only you can make still in time. It's time to live your legacy. Let's meet today's guest. Jenna Moore, welcome to the broadcast. Please tell the viewers Hi. who you are, what you're up to these days, where can they go to learn more about you and the difference you're making, and uh, and then let's chat. Awesome. Well, thank you first, Scott, for having me on the show today. Uh, my name is Genevieve Moyer, but everyone calls me Jenna. Uh, and my husband, DJ, and I, we are the co-founders of an unconventional family farm here in Pennsylvania Dutch country called the Thunderbird Farm. And instead of crops or livestock, we are striving to define what it means to redefine what the family farm is through our glamping experiences, handcrafted art, women's wellness, as well as creative retreats designed specifically for those who are seeking time to slow down, time to take care of themselves, soak in some healing and creative vibes from nature, as well as connecting with maybe their own history and their community to know a deeper purpose for their own lives. So um, they can find us on uh the thunderbirdfarm.com is our main website, uh, has all the different links to all the other things that we offer. I do provide a YouTube channel uh, that's specifically for handcrafted makers, uh, where I share my background in creative business marketing. I'm a sew artist, which is, a, I guess, a new term. My husband's like, sewist is not a term. Yes, it is, honey. It's because I'm a sew artist. Um, I'm also a community uh, herbal entrepreneur as well. I've been studying herbalism for the past year to really link with our farm and, and share kind of the native plants in the area and just how nature can really provide those healing and inspirational and creative qualities just by knowing what is in your own backyard. And my husband, DJ, is an electro auto mechanic tech. Uh, and so as you can believe, we, we had to think a little creatively out of the box since we're not farmers. How do we create this legacy uh, here on our farm? So. I love it. So no cheese wheels to be found at Thunderbird. No, <laughs> no, unless it's spotted at the local supermarket or <laughs> one of our one of our surrounding farms. Uh, we try to really support our other local farms, but but yeah, no, we're not farmers by any means. Uh, my husband, maybe at one time in his childhood, uh, watching his grandfather farm, had thought about that, but um, yeah, no, it's not not in the cards for us. We have to think a little bit creatively. Well, as, as someone who, um, who who with his wife raised two boys on a farm in, in Southwest Virginia, um, and uh, it, you can you can be an unconventional farmer and still have lots of plants growing around you. So yes. I'm really excited to dive in to learn more about you know what you're up to over there at Thunderbird Farm. But I'm always really curious to start just. I'm, I doubt that little nine-year-old Jenna sat in her room with her stuffed animal collection and spoke to her dollies about how she was going to grow up and start an unconventional farm with yeah. um, the love of her life. So just give us a little sense of the origin story. How did you come to be doing the thing that you're doing right now with your husband? Well, definitely marriage is one of those things. Um, and grandparents as well. Um, so DJ's grandfather, who was the original um, proprietor of this farm, he was a dairy farmer. Um, and 
we've lived here on this farm for mo the most of our 20 years of marriage. We had left for a little bit and bought another property and then and then came back here um, just because we both felt very connected to the farm. Um, when his grandfather had passed in 2017, um, we connected with a startup company called Tenter, uh, which is very similar to Airbnb, but it's for glamping and camping. Um, and we built our first site in 2018, our second site in 2020, because everybody was seeking retreat um, from the cities and the surrounding areas. Um, we're, we're fairly decently close um, to access points for kind of like New Jersey, New York, Philly, all of those areas. Uh, and now we're in the process for our third site. Um, hopefully by next summer, we'll be opening that. Um, and, you know, every site we set up with a full you know, everything but but what you're going to eat for the, your time there. Um, but where our grandparents come in there is really, we were both raised by pre-Depression era grandparents. Um, we're only children. Um, and so kind of our core values of living growing up, I might not have imagined, I, I wanted to be Bob Ross. <laughs> My fourth grade yearbook has a picture of me painting with a camera. Um, I'm, I'm definitely the happy little cloud and and I would say my husband's more like Spock. He's the logical, very, you know, so we, we work well together, but if when we're on our own paths, it's very different, yin and yang. Um, but we have kind of those core values of what I would say the pre-depression era young people had that, cause they, my, our grandparents were in their twenties during the depression, um, very much about like, how can we have a purpose-driven life that leaves a legacy for future generations, but also how are we living on purpose that matters right now? Because it's kind of a necessity that what we're doing also is is creating some type of purpose within our community and, and um, people right now, so. I love that. Well, and it speaks really, it really resonates with the way that we talk about legacy at Creative on Purpose and the Art of Encore Living. It's it's what you're doing now that is what you'll be remembered for, not so much right. the money and the monuments that you leave behind. And so, I, and I love um, the reference to depression era grandparents. My wife and I's grandparents were adults um, during mm -hmm. the, the Great Depression and, and, you know, having spent a lot of time with them, you really get a different sense of, totally. you know, we live in a world of such abundance and opulence now right if you possess enough money to watch this on a device you have you know so much more than anyone yeah. in the 1920s or 30s would have ever dreamed right. of having the stories um, that i would listen to on a sunday after oh, church yeah. at 15 that i thought gosh this is so boring why am i here right at 15 you're like i don't want to even like i don't understand these people now as and I would say it hit me more even in my younger younger age, um, you know, my twenties when we were first like kind of starting our family. The things that I learned just by by association of sitting around people who had experienced just very transformative things at such a young part of their life um, uh, and hard work um, for a purpose um, at a young time in their lives. Um, it just leaves an impression that that's one of the core things that kind of holds my marriage together even because my husband and I understand that. Um, and so, uh, yeah, definitely 
I think those core values of we, we want other people to feel that when they come to our farm or when they purchase something from um, what we have to offer or I share, you know, any type of knowledge that I've gained over the years in fashion and marketing and startup support um, for businesses like we really just want people to see that there is a, a purpose to what you're doing right now. And sometimes it just requires you to take a little bit of time, mm -hmm. stop, breathe in, self-reflect. And nature is such a perfect, I guess, prescription for that. Yeah. Um, and so we really found ourselves. I was I was in corporate America in sales and marketing. Um, like I said, my husband's a mechanic by trade. So we definitely were not like, you know, tree hugging hippies. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that either. Um, but we just both love this land so much and what there's just a feeling here um, that we can't quite describe. And we really believe that it's now that we know more of the history of the land, we realize like there's there was something planted in the land that is connected into the roots of who we are. Um, and we, we find our, our, our campers who come here, people who purchase our, our products. Those are some of the things that they share with us afterwards that they like this feeling that they feel like this just reconnected me to more of myself or um, help cr create a connection within a, a friendship or a relationship that um, that they felt maybe wasn't being cultivated um, like it like it was after they were here. So, yeah, well, I, you, you've you've brought up, you know, purpose several times. And what I'm hearing is, again, really resonates with the way that we approach it at Creative on Purpose, which is purpose is less of a destination that's out there for you to find or something that's inside totally. to excavate. But it's what you it's the it's it's the intention that you bring to the thing that you're doing right now to the conversation the, the activity right. that's right in front of you um and that purpose begets more you know if you the more purpose you bring to whatever you're doing at, at any moment the more purposeful you'll right. be in everything that you do and you, you also i just have to ask because uh i am like my wife and I both have had tra traumatic experiences with camping as kids and neither one of us have ever had much interest. So our boys have, you know, yeah. the, we got on our farm, we had a little cabin that was built um, away from the house by a pond mm -hmm. and we would camp by going to the, to yeah, the, yeah. this other structure. Um, and sometimes we would sleep on the deck in our sleeping bags to look at the stars. But yeah, um, there's also this other word that you brought up called uh, that I've heard before, but I don't really understand what it is. So glamping, what is glamping? So there are multifaceted layers of glamping, Scott. <laughs> and we would be we would be the probably next step up from a camping trip that you would take your own tent and take all of your own supplies, right? And you would go out, find a campsite somewhere and set up your campsite, right? What happens with for our guests is they can come with just a cooler full of food and we have heavy duty canvas tents. It's not your, your typical like touch the sides and the rain comes falling in, right? It's a, a heavy duty tent that has a bed with, you know, extra supplies and toiletries and all sorts of things, F free firewood. My husband chops so much firewood over the summer. 
Um, now the 16 year old is also taking on that, that job. Um, just everything that you would basically need to have a, a camping experience without the hassle of setting it up yourself. Um, and we find for the most part, our guests are either one people who do not have the space to have all that gear. They're outdoor enthusiasts, but they just don't have all that gear. Um, first time families, like you're saying, like bad camp experiences as, as kids themselves. And they're like, Oh, I want to take our kids out in nature and have an experience. Um, but I don't want to invest all that money until we know. And then also just, um, I find a lot of women, uh, a lot of women who meet up with a girlfriend from college, um, you know, like kind of reunion-esque type of people, guys who, who meet up with their friends from college. Um, and so, so yeah, we get a lot of people who it's kind of like this retreat without the hassle. Uh, there's, there's all different layers of glamping. I mean, we don't have running water. We don't have septic systems. There's a toilet, but it's a, I call it a space toilet. <laughs> Everybody is so funny because my, our daughter, as you know, wants to become an astronaut. And the question that is always asked of astronauts is how do you go to the bathroom? Um, and so uh, we always get asked like, what's the bathroom situation? I promise it's not anything that um, to scare you uh, away from it. And and then we have well water that we provide in coolers, but most people bring bottled water and um, yeah, everything you need except for your food. Yeah, that's really amazing. Well, and I know that you also, um, you have a retreat coming up. Do you wanna share a little bit about- We do, we're, we're, we're finally, yeah, we're finally at this place. This has kind of been the dream. I mean, like I said, we're not farmers. So to preserve 96 acres um, in today's corporate farming world, um, we we definitely knew to, to preserve this farm, both for our family and also environmentally, like is really important to us as well. Um, we really needed to be creative. so. We've been dreaming of getting to the point where we could um, offer a retreat. Uh, and so next June, June 2023, we'll, we'll, we'll be having our first Camp and Create. Um, it's a women's wellness as well as creative business retreat. Um, and it's specifically focused on the female creative entrepreneur or like the small business maker. Um, Cause that's primarily um, definitely where my background um, kind of shines in the fact that I've worked in um, impact business. Um, so social impact is a big buzzword, but it's basically making your business have a purpose, like so your profits have a purpose. Um, and and also in the creative realm um, and, and in events. So I'm very excited to host it because I feel like there's so many women that are, um, I'm not a one, one woman show. I obviously my husband is chopping wood, my kids are helping. But for a lot of women creatives, um, they are the one woman show with a couple little helpers, right? And um, it becomes very difficult as a creative to balance the two areas, the business piece and the, and the creative piece without taking time to seek yourself. Um, and because my background is in business, like that's my education background and 
I wanted to be Bob Ross. I, I, I really think that the artist part of me is in my blood. Both my dad owns an art gallery. My mom was a potter. Um, so like it, the, the creativity part is just naturally there for me. It, it really has helped me to help a lot of women um, in my past career lives um, to, to figure out how can I make these boundaries for myself mm. and take care of myself so that I can build this business with purpose that is my and have my creative spark still be a part of that too. Um, so that's who we're focusing on. It's, it's very small um, and limited. We'll probably have max 12 people stay on site because again, we have three sites. Um, we do have a hotel close by, so we'll probably open another 12 tickets for someone who does not want to do the, the glamping experience with it. Um, but but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna try a small retreat. But it's really been a dream for both DJ and I to be able to think of how can we invite more people here because we really find this so many people feel um, so different after they stay here, mm -hmm. um, the experience that they have, um, but then also use the other skills and and talents that we both have. Yeah, I have I, with people, I really love. The, the way that you're bringing this, you know, th these ideas around creativity into a setting that's, you know, very natural and, and yeah. set in nature it just sounds like a really profound experience. I also I'm just a, intrigued a little bit to just pull the thread of, um, you know, what you're speaking to in terms of focusing on, you know, what women who are makers, um, because, you know, one of the things that those of us that are coaches, uh, you know, that, that serve that demographic, it, it is, you know, whether it's cultural or, or something else, women often do have difficulty, it seems, or at least women of certain generations have difficulty investing in themselves. They're always putting, yeah. you know, their spouses or their kids or their partner, uh, first. And so I'm just curious how, how in terms of your marketing and, and your outreach, um, you know, how are you, how are you framing this so that, um, women, you kind of alluded to this, you, you know, it's, you're helping women recharge their batteries so that they can actually be of even more service to the people that right. they love and care for. Right. I mean, I, I think, I, I mean, this is kind of a buzzword, but it's a real thing right now is, is burnout. And I think, and if you're a female entrepreneur uh, or a creative entrepreneur in general, whether you're male or female, what, however you identify, um, you're seeing all over the place burnout. And I think some of that has a, a post pandemic <laughs> um, piece of the puzzle, but I also think for for women entrepreneurs, um, because this online creative market um, of women being able to work from home and create kind it's just so much more access to it. And I know just from when I left my corporate job in 2015, um, it took me a good year and a half to, to create the boundaries, to learn how could I structure my day um, so that I was not working 24 seven. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I went through a period of burnout as well of, and, and then I had to realize, okay, wait a second, I'm no longer getting up at 6am and going to a job and coming home at 430. My job is now all around me all the time. And when you're passionate about something and you're also creative about something, it's so much easier to blur the lines mm -hmm. of what is my passion 
and what is my work? Um, and, you know, so for me as a sewist, I need to have time where I'm sewing just for me or spending time just kind of, you know, jiving with whatever my creative thoughts are and not having that connected to anything yet about the business for me to fuel my tank to be able to keep going with what we've planned and strategized about and, and so forth. And I, I really find nature in many ways has this really healing effect. I, I know it does for, it doesn't matter what sex you are, um, but for women, I've done, I've hosted women's circles this summer, um, specifically for women's wellness. And what I see with women when we're out in nature is that connection to say mother earth, whatever you want to call it, but kind of this almost, um, it is a, like a motherly care of themselves, mm. right? Like, um, which we don't, for, as women, as if, especially if you're a caregiver of some sort, we don't take a lot of time to think about caring for ourselves. Um, we're caring it for everyone else. Uh, and what I found after those women's circles were those women who, who maybe were not creatives, maybe they were a teacher, you know, a high school teacher, would reach out to me and say, I just felt so much more able to go back and do my job the next day or to plan out whatever I needed to plan out or to go and face this situation that I had to face. Um, and, and I really believe for creative entrepreneurs, whether you're a writer, whatever, um, studies have shown, this is science, and I'm, again, I wanted to be Bob Ross, so I'm no scientist, but I have read, there's a great book called The Three Day Effect um, and it's basically how does three days in nature heal parts of your brain, um, from whatever traumatic events are going on. And by three days, those brain waves have changed. Um, and so they've used it on, on soldiers, women who've been through horrible traumatic domestic violence situations, um, and artists who are at a block. Um, and so, I mean, we, we, we read all the stories of, of authors who went off on retreats to, um, you know, write their amazing, you know, books. So I really believe that, um, having some time to do other things with your hands, with your, with your thoughts, um, and the end result will be after those three to four days that we have people here, I, I really think you'll see people be able to go back to their everyday, rejuvenated and regrouped, um, but also creating the next amazing purposeful thing that's gonna, you know, light other people up. So that gets me excited about it. Yeah, well, it's, I did a lot of workshops also um, around burnout during the, the height of the pandemic. And, you know, one of the things that <coughs> was revealed is that, you know, burnout is not necessarily a disease it's a symptom of you're either doing the wrong thing or you're doing the thing wrong and the and the antidote is right. just just as you articulated it's um you know we all have the work that we have to do right. um, but we also have to leave time for the work that we get to do and it's it's the boundaries and guardrails that we put around right. our time and our attention and our energy yeah. that allow us to show up fully um yeah for in all of our roles. But the other thing that you, you, you shared that I just think is so powerful is, um, you know, the, the, we are all connected 
um, including connected to the, the natural world and right. our modern lives really um, divorce us from spending a lot of time. And it's, it's so, we forget how restorative it is to just simply spend time yes. outside. Uh, you know, it could be, you, you and I have joked in the past about my cemetery run, which occurs in a very natural <laughs> setting, but um, yes. you know, that's, that's a very intentional part of my day because if, right. if I don't spend that hour outside, right? Um, you know, my wife will be the first to tell you, I'm not a very pleasant person to be around for the rest of the yeah. day. So it's so, so powerful what you're, I think, the, through the retreat and through your work in general, yeah. the blending of the creative and the and the natural is 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 really really important. And that will be definitely one of the workshops that um, we're going to have is going to be the how do we build the boundaries and routines um, as a creative entrepreneur? How do you build those boundaries and routines to have the restorative piece? Because I think, um, like I, I I'm grace with teenagers and one in college as you have older children as well um and the beauty of looking back <laughs> to when you had little tiny ones who were always taking your attention um i see a lot of young women creatives kind of um get um deflated mm. in in what they are doing because they feel like that season is never going to change where they have like space or capacity. And I think the beauty of what I learned with boundaries and routines was that those will evolve and transition with those season. It's just, a, it's the time you take to just stop and say, where are my pockets of time? Where are, where is the space that I have that's away um, from the hustle and bustle of, of that work um, so that, when I have the space for the other work, I I can feel ready to sit down and do it and not like, man, I'm so drained just from from the day. Um, so so that's really, to me, that's a, a lot of where my heart is, is really empowering and encouraging other women to see that their skills and talents are the things they've purposely been given to share with others. Um, and not to, and that that will give them that energy that'll give them that, um, that push. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. It's, it's kind of, you know, in business, you work so hard at things and you feel like time is standing still. And then when you get to kind of like, oh, wow, we've been doing this now since 2017, basically. Um, and everything that you've done up to this point has led you to where you're at. Yeah. yeah. Well, you've referenced Bob Ross a few times. And, you know, <laughs> one of the things that, that one of the many lessons that he teaches us is that um, the creative process is messy and it's supposed to be fun. You know, yes. there's an element of play that we have to bring into, because yeah. if we take ourselves and our work too seriously, it's just a recipe for. Yes. Yes. Uh, there's right. no wrong stroke of the brush. That's right. That's yes. right. And yeah. always put in a fluffy, Fluffy cup. Yeah, little trees <laughs> and fluffy little clouds, and that's where, like, my husband he says all the time, "I'm the cinder." He says he's the cinder block to my fluffy little cloud, because my fluffy little cloud will continue to <laughs> to drift. <laughs> I get it. Is. Yeah, yeah, I get it. <laughs> well, Jenna, our our half hour is about up, but I we always end with a, a final question. You've you've already shared a bu bunch of wisdom and insight that will help people who like you would like to um, step a little bit more boldly into creative endeavor and, and into the difference only they can make. If there's just one final tip, piece of advice, maxim, quote, uh, exercise idea 
that you have to share with folks that would like to, like you, craft a life around their purpose, around their passion, and do work that matters with the four people they care about? What would you share with them? Oh, wow. That's a, that's a, I think that's a very deep, for me, <clears throat> for me, a lot of me realizing what my creative purpose was and how I could create purpose, help create purpose for other people. It required me to do some, I would say, genealogy and history of my own family, of the women in my family. Um, I, th I think, you know, in today's, especially as I was growing up, you know, everybody's like, go to college, get a degree. And I think education is actually one of my primary things I advocate for. I think education is wonderful. Um, but I think some of the education you can do yourself on who, who were the people who came before you that have created who you are. Um, I have indigenous heritage and I know one of the pieces for me of getting to this point of feeling very confident in what I'm meant to give to the world is because I, I understand that history. I understand the trauma that happened to my ancestors. I also understand the very strong, bold, brave, creative women that are part of my lineage. And um, I feel this is kind of wooey, but I feel like those people, those women are with me in the things that I'm doing as they will be with anyone that I touch. So with what I know and, and what I share. So I would say, learn a little bit of your history, know your past and not just your own, but those people who have cre really created who you are. I love that. We've been talking a lot in our community about you know, we're always, especially in the United States, we're in Western world in general, we're always looking into our becoming and we don't spend enough time in our being, but a lot of times, um, you know, we can only become what we're going to become in the here and now and the being, but it's often the past. It's what we've been that yeah. will inform that. And there's, you know, just to, to clarify the woo factor, which I'm all, all in on the woo, <laughs> but there's actually a lot of science now that's oh, totally. that, um, we are, are who we are and our disposition, character, attitudes is very much informed by yep. things that have happened in the past that we may or may not even be yeah. aware about. So I, I love your um, yeah. I, I love so your much story. understanding of yourself and forgiveness of yourself. I think there's so many things that I that as I learned, as I did that exploration into my heritage, that were not just about. Um, other people. It was about forgiving some of the things I had on me, you know, that inner critic part of myself um, that I was able to release in that. So I, I highly recommend do do the you work, do the being work, but also do the past work, like look into your past and, and you'll recognize yourself in so many people that came before you. So yeah, well, I think there's a reason why on the Oracle of Delphi, the opening line is know thyself. So good advice. Yes. <laughs> good. Well, we want to thank everyone for tuning in. Jenna and I really appreciate you lending us some of your valuable time and attention. And we hope today's broadcast motivates you to take a bolder step into possibility, living your legacy. You can learn more about Jenna and the difference she's making right down there at thethunderbirdfarm.com. And of course, it's always great to see you at creativeonpurpose.com 
as well, if I can click the right link. And if you're watching where there's a place to leave a comment or a question or a lesson or a takeaway from this broadcast, please do that in a comment. And if you're listening to this as a podcast, please consider leaving a five-star review. It really helps more of the right people connect with the content that we're sharing here. Now, take the insight and the inspiration from this broadcast and fly higher in the difference only you can make. Jenna, thank you so much for sharing your experience and wisdom with us today. Thank you, Scott. This was great.